Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I think to me, as a three, as like a complimentary receiver, I would love to have a guy like a Gabe Davis who can stretch the field vertically and can win down the field. The problem is when he is lining up as your every down, like number two receiver, there is a limitation there that's hard to get around, especially when teams are trying to take away your number one in Stefan Diggs. And prior to this year, right, they got a lot out of Kincaid. And again, late in the year, they got a lot out of Khalil Shakir. You don't really necessarily have those other threats there as well. Matt Harmon of Reception Perception yesterday with Bulldog and Nate. And I think that's where a lot of us are sitting now with Gabe Davis is he's a great piece to have. He is not, though, your number two. He is not your eventual number one. And really, I think what hurt him was that massive playoff game. Eight catches, 200 yards, four touchdowns, historic, it's a record, the whole thing. And ultimately, he's given you amazing value as a fourth-round pick. Amazing value. The fact of the matter is, is if they had actually gone out and got another receiver in the first or second round and augmented the position, Gabe Davis is probably still here because he's seen as a third receiver that can do a lot for you. Maybe he's leaving still because it's like, ah, some teams see him as a two, what have you. But he would not be nearly as polarizing of a figure if in that game he just had, you know, six catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown, or even two. But it was because it was a record-breaking performance that really just sent him into the stratosphere. I tweeted out his last four games of that 21 season, ultimately, of course, culminating in 13 seconds. It's, you know, it's the Gabe Davis experience. Three targets, three catches for 40 yards. 14 targets for three catches for 39 yards. Three targets, two catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. And then, of course, 10 targets, eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns. And then going into 2022, it's the Gabe Davis experience again. Against the Rams... Five targets, four catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. He's inactive against Tennessee. Against Miami in a game that is the heat wave game and and everyone complains about it. He had six targets, three catches, 37 yards. Against Baltimore in a rainy, gross game, three targets, one catch, 13 yards. You were at that game, were you? I was at that game. Against Pittsburgh, six <laughs> catches, thir- or six targets, three catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. Not... Not to burst your well, mm-hmm. no, I, I don't know, know if I'm I bursting think, your bubble here, but that the, the 98 of those yards are one. It's catch. a single play, yeah, it's so, a single play. Which it was a great play, but I mean, I feel like it was more mm-hmm. the throw 
I mean, he made a great catch. So I, I don't know. I don't want to dis. I don't want to discredit him too much there. But like, ninety-eight of those hundred and seventy-one yards are one play. But he also did it only on three catches. So like, all of his catches were long. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's you're like, we're sitting here having this conversation of him as a wide receiver too. If they drafted a wide receiver after thirteen seconds. He's almost certainly looked at as a wide receiver three or like a two B kind but a, of guy, but a really good three or two right. B. Yeah, like a and really good piece to have. And that's what he should be on the Bills. And like, because like you said, he could be a two on another team if they use him differently or have a different quarterback system, whatever. But I'm I'm looking at the the 2022 draft. The Bills draft Kyer Elam. Mm-hmm. That's directly following 13 seconds and all that stuff. And Christian Watson is the first wide receiver off the board after the Yeah, Bills thanks pick. for reminding me. I'm I'm sorry. I knew I was going to do that. One of you. my great draft crushes of all time. I'm sorry. I knew I was going to do that to you. But that's where I'm looking at it. Like, you know, Watson is great with Green Bay now. But in that draft in particular, could they have really done any better than Christian Watson? You know, and, 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 and is Christian Watson that much of an improvement over Gabe Davis immediately? So maybe not, like, maybe not. I mean, I, right I now say, might, we might be looking at it differently because yeah. he he's had his moments with Green Bay, but he's also had his moments where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you just dropped a wide open touchdown. I will like, say with twenty twenty two especially, you're coming off of the Tre'Davious White injury, so cornerback was like always going to be the number one pick. It, it realistically always was going to be. My problem has been when they do draft receiver. I don't want to say it's at a throwaway pick, but again, it's it's pretty glaring when Gabe Davis is a fourth round pick is the highest your GM has drafted a wide receiver in a very pass-heavy offense with Josh Allen at quarterback. That, to me, is the most glaring part. I'm fine that they didn't take a wide receiver in the first round of 2022. I'm more than okay with it. But in rounds two, three, you couldn't? You couldn't throw a flyer on a one? And ultimately be like, hey, Gabe Davis is great. We could be better. Look at what the Bengals do. Yeah. The Bengals had T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd already. And they drafted Jamar Chase. And they went and drafted Jamar Chase. And I think I think Joe Burrow had a lot of influence. On, not not Joe Burrow himself, but I think the fact that he was in Cincinnati has oh, a course. lot of influence probably. on that. Probably. Because there was also talk like they should take Jonah Williams. Because like, you know, right. there was the meme of like, you know, Jonah Williams protecting Burrow, throwing it to anyone. It's a completion. No, you know, Chase may be open, but Burrow's on his back. That ultimately proved to be wrong because they get the ball out so quick. Yeah. But then you also look at the Packers where, yeah, they maybe are the – and I've said it a few times on this show. They are the team I most want to emulate because they have taken receivers seemingly everywhere. And they have just loaded it up. Yeah, there, there are some guys that are flyers in the fifth, sixth round. Sure. But they've worked too. But they've also taken guys in the second, third, first round. They've they've just grabbed guys with good traits and are like, okay, like boom, 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 boom. Like we're gonna fill out the roster. More darts at the dartboard. Yeah, more which darts is, at the dartboard. That's... Which we, we took a caller that kind of said the same thing of like, look, if you ha- if you draft three of them, one probably hits, right? And if you miss on all three, one, that's terrifying. And two, that's kind Not of un- lie, I'm slightly impressed. Yeah. And that's also like unheard of. Like it, that's that's the thing. Like why I understand. There's other positions. There's other needs. Defensive line is one of them. But 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 wide receiver has become such a need because you ignored it. And you have one of the elite quarterbacks, top two quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. when he has the right weapons. Yep. And if he doesn't have the right weapons, he's still regarded as top five, even top three. Yeah. So just going through real quick with Green Bay's last two drafts, 
2023, they take Jaden Reed in the second round. They also took uh, Wicks in the fifth round. The year prior, Watson in the second. Romeo Dobbs in the fourth. I always forget that Romeo Dobbs is like still young. For some reason, in my mind... Amir Rodgers isn't even on Green Bay anymore. He was taken in the third round of the 2021 draft. Right. But for, for some reason, Romeo Dobbs, in my mind, is like 28. And I don't know. He's why. been in the league for years, right? Like, yeah, it, it's it's weird. I don't I don't get it. But but I because they I, they made him work right away. Yeah, and I think you're right though. Like Green Bay is probably one of the best teams to look at and say this is what the Bills need to do. But the difference maker is is you have your quarterback. Like yeah, sure, Jordan Love's doing great things for the Packers, but the Bills have Josh Allen, and if you put an elite wide receiver, a first round talent wide receiver. With Josh Allen, like if you even if you put Christian Watson, who could have been a first round pick, but he was a second round pick, mm-hmm. second pick of the second round, yeah, he's very early. Yeah, if you put him with Allen, I think he's your wide receiver too. And I know I just said, oh well, like you know, you never know what he could have done with Buffalo. He had injuries, he's had drops, he's had issues, mm-hmm. but he's in a different system. He's with a different quarterback. He's with a different team. He's learning under Stephon Diggs. He's working alongside Gabe Davis, pushing Gabe Davis as well. That's something we talked about a lot with the Sabres yesterday in terms of competition. When you put when you put professional athletes up against their job, they're going to perform at their best ability or you're going to see what, they re- what they're really made of. Mm-hmm. And you never know what you could have gotten out of Gabe Davis if you put more pressure on him. Like, yeah, putting, putting him at a wide receiver too puts pressure on him. Mm-hmm. But putting someone else there saying like, hey, he's, um, he's going to hang out with you this year and he might, you know, take your job. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Like – Figure it out. I just, I don't know. I, I, I and this is, this is the problem. It, it, I, I know we all get caught up in. They got to take one of the first round. They've got to take one of the first round. For me, the bigger problem has been like, they took Gabe Davis in the fourth and essentially have ignored the position since. They've only gone to, free agency, quick fixes here and there. I've, I've called it just crappy duct tape. Like it's duct tape that's already been used. It's a band aid on something that requires like a bandage and now we're sitting here and but like now we're sitting here with wide receivers in need because you've ignored it so bad right yeah i mean like that like that is why we are here is that gabe davis ultimately even if you had the money you probably aren't bringing him back you mm-hmm. probably aren't i get the bills may want to bring him back on a cheap deal like this thing if he goes to the open market and he is not getting big money at all and he wants to come back on like a two-year seven million dollar per year deal so two years 14 million i'd be fine with that because he is a great complimentary piece right exactly and and putting him with a rookie guy and Diggs and shakir and kincaid that'd be a great that'd be good and then all of a sudden yeah you aren't in such a dire situation yeah but my and this is maybe a ridiculous fear to have but personally this is my fear is that if they did sign Gabe Davis back, they would sit there and go, we'll just take a receiver in the fifth. Like, we have so many defensive yep. line needs. Yep. Because they've proven to me that that's what they will do. Yeah. Is that they will sign someone in free agency and go, receiver's fine. Our captain's back. Everyone's happy. We'll be fine. And in reality, I would I would say like 75% of the fan base would be furious. Even if it's I a cheap it's... deal for Davis, I yeah. think 75% of the fan base would be furious. I also wonder, like, and I, I've been – very much on the get one in the first round. But that's really only if the quality is there. Like, if you're reaching for a guy that you can get at 60 or even trade up from 60 and get it like 50, don't take him at 28. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's where I'm at this point. But the point is, the bigger point is, take a guy that will impact your team. 
don't take a guy where it takes him a year or two to get going, where like yeah. with Shakir or even with Gabe Davis. And Gabe Davis, like we've been saying, has it's been inconsistent, consistently inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It, it, you'll have that great game every once in a while, but then he'll disappear for five weeks. And then he'll have like an okay string of games. And then boom, there's the p- blow up game. And oh, well, there he goes for another four or five weeks. And that's something that I think you avoid, even if you're in the second or third round with receivers. I don't want them to wait to the third round, but you know, if you get someone of value there, then great. But it's, it's about making these calculated risks of going and getting guys. Yeah. Even if it's maybe perceived as like a, a reach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there's there's reaches and then there's bad reaches. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's my fear, right? Like I brought up in the first hour of like all of a sudden seven receivers have gone and you're sitting there going, we got to go, we got to do it, we got to do it. No. Right. Some restraint. Yeah. Because you don't want to be that team that does go get the eighth receiver in the first round. Likely that won't happen. I think a lot of draft experts have kind of been saying that it's likely more four or five that go because yeah. it's such a deep class. But if like our eight gone in the first, or you're going to be taking the seventh, eighth guy in the first round, please don't. Like I'll even I, I've been one of if not the leaders of the wide receiver train. I was the guy passing notes to Jeremy about asking guests about Christian Watson, and I'd be like, maybe you should take a defensive tackle, guys, <laughs> because. Like that is that is my fear is just like you've put yourself in such a box that there's so little way out. Well, because then it becomes the the EJ Manuel draft. Oh, yep. well, we got to draft one, so let's just draft one. Oh, Jalen Polk's there at twenty eight. Okay, Jalen Polk, I'd be okay. I li- I like Polk a lot because Polk is fun, but it's it's the value thing again of like you know yep. you might need him, but at twenty eight maybe maybe not. It's it's a little rich for my blood. Let's go to Pete in the car. Pete, how are we doing today? Hey, good, good. Hey, guys, you know, I'd love them to trade up to pick up a wide receiver. It's just I'm betting any money we're going to have a real hard time doing that. Mm-hmm. What about trading back into the second if somebody wants to come into the first and picking up a third-round pick? Because then we get a second and a third, two, two seconds, two-thirds, and then they definitely can pick two receivers, no problem, and then get one of their defensive guys, whoever that has to be. But at least, because I really, I looked at a lot of these receivers. There's a whole lot mm-hmm. of receivers in here are really, really good. I mean, I have, I have my favorite, five favorites. Yeah, I like Franklin, too. Uh, but, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, I, I like him, too. I just don't. It's going to be hard to trade up. And, uh, uh, you know, next year we're going to have the same problem. We're still going to need some people. So uh, it may be better to trade back. I don't know. You guys mull it over. I'll listen. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Pete. And I kind of love that. I like, actually I really love that because Carolina is the first team that comes to mind. They don't have a first-round pick. And, and you can, and you can maybe see them getting a little, get a little, you know, wild right. out here. Going, and like, you also Wait have, a second. you have that whole Buffalo, Carolina connection, so you can just call like, them up, which is kind of dead now. It is. Like, no yeah. one is there anymore. No, but it it was there, so you have the history. So I don't know. I I, I honestly really yeah. like that because there are teams that would want to get back in as long as you. I mean, you you won't be able to confirm it, but like as long as you can kind of make sure that they're not going to take who you're going to take. Mm-hmm. Like, and and my only worry there though though is. Let's say you want to trade back and take a receiver. Kansas City's right behind you. That's yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> that's the one thing that normally not I'd be sitting here great. going like trading back's great. I love the idea. You can pick up more picks because they they do need to get younger. They've got to fill a lot of roster holes. They're going to have ten picks. But as Pete pointed out, like if they trade back in the second round, they'll have two seconds and hopefully two thirds. Now all of a sudden we're cooking with gas here. Like you're yeah. going to take a receiver. You're going to get good value. You can take a guy like Trevondre Sweat. You're probably going to, you know, if you're trading out of the first round, likely someone in the second round, Carolina is trading in. Carolina has the first pick of the second round. So, so. And, and 
I think Pete even brought up like Troy Franklin's an idea. There's a good chance he's there at the first pick of the second round. There's a very good chance. Right. And so now all of a sudden you could be in this scenario walking away with it what many consider, myself included, a first round wide receiver talent in the second round, plus picking up more picks. Absolutely. I, I love that. It is the fear though of a team like Kansas City of just like, but they go out and get Brian Thomas Jr. Or now realistically, yeah. if they're trading back, it likely does mean five, six receivers have been taken and maybe two ed- or two tackles have been taken, and it's like, okay, guys, like let's Let's maximize our maximize our assets here. Yeah, right? let's let's maximize it and move back. And so then I'm I guess in that scenario I'd be less worried because it's likely that there isn't that receiver available that is freaking you out in the first round. Well, the maybe other th- it's still an Adnai Mitchell, maybe. The other thing too is is unless someone else is trading into the first round for a second pick, the only two teams that don't have a first round pick this year are Carolina and Cleveland. So mm-hmm. there you only have two trade partners there. And like I said, Carolina has the first pick of the second round because they didn't trade that away somehow. <laughs> they they decided to make that decision. But Love the organization. Browns aren't that high up in the second round. They're probably like 50-ish, mm-hmm. I think, somewhere around there. So The Bills? The Browns. Oh, the Browns. Let me actually – The Browns – well, because the Browns are – Five picks ahead of the Bills Okay, in the first round if they mm-hmm. had it. It's Houston's now. Um, but that – mean, pick 54. Okay, so 50 – yeah, so six six picks ahead of the Bills, it's 60. So in that case, you're not getting into the second round in the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. You would – your only trade partner here that doesn't have a first-round pick really is Carolina. Carolina, yeah. You're not going to trade that – you're not going to trade with, with Cleveland for that unless and, you're getting <sighs> somehow getting something else in return. But, I think now I'm having a tough time, though, even considering Carolina trading up because if the Bills are trading out, they both need wide receivers desperately. Right, yeah. And why would Carolina go get one if the Bills, if, if the Bills aren't, aren't going to pick one? one. Yeah, right. so like, it, it's a fun idea. I love it. I'm always I'm always in for trading back, well, I mean, what typically. Else, what else does Carolina need besides wide receiver? Maybe offensive talent, line? Talent. They talent. need talent. <laughs> New quarterback? Just everything, really. Man, could you imagine if they – I mean, like, that's – so poor. <laughs> just, just like I said, hey, from hey, you put in competition. You say, hey, play for your job. Maybe you'll get something out of Bryce I mean, Young. All right, no, let, let, no, I'm, let, I'm just kidding. They're not going to – like Carolina's not going to take The early second round does see New England at two, sort of pick 34, Arizona at 35, Washington at 36. I mean, there's a few teams there. It doesn't have to be Carolina. The Giants – I mean, this could also be, though, this could also be – if we're looking at the Giants, the Patriots, potentially, depending on how they use their first-round pick, I think they could trade back. You want to get a fifth-round option on a quarterback. Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Ooh. You're trading up. Buffalo is willing to trade down. You move up, you get that fifth-year op- or you get that fifth year option. Fifth-year Okay, I, see. I, I, I yeah. was like, fifth round? Wow. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You get that fifth-year option because you draft the quarterback in round one. Mm-hmm. Bills move back to, I'll go... Let's go the the Giants there, so they go to pick thirty nine. Oh, so in this scenario, the Giants would take yeah, uh, uh, Penix or Bonix. It right. doesn't really matter there. Yeah, but also with that, because you are moving, they're moving up quite a bit. That's going to be eleven pick jump. You also could get probably more than 
a third rounder. You're probably getting a third and a second, and maybe like next year's fourth or this year's fourth. Do you think you get a second out of it? Ah, uh, no, it's probably a bit aggressive. Yeah, it's probably a bit much, but it also could be because they're trading for a quarterback. You could leverage that, leverage that, and then also you were talking Carolina connection. That's a legit connection with Joe Shane and Brian Dable there. Right. Yeah. That's a legit connection, and I kind of like that idea. But again, it would take six, seven receivers have gone before the Bills even pick. Mm-hmm. And at that point, as Bills fans, we're probably going, why haven't they moved up? What is happening? Yeah, and then and then it's also like, what else could be in the works? Yeah, you know, what like, else could what, be in what, the works? You look at round one, too. I mean, we talk, let, let's go just, Marvin Harrison goes to Arizona. Let's just go bang, bang, bang. Arizona takes Marvin Harrison Jr. Malik Neighbors goes to the Chargers. And then Roma Dunze goes to the Giants. I cannot imagine. But it's definitely possible. <laughs> I cannot imagine then the Bears at nine take Brian Thomas Jr. That would be nuts. That I feel like would be a very aggressive and would kind of radically change the draft. Yeah, and that that's like something where like you know how like you said the experts don't really see that see, sort of thing happening. Yeah, exactly. Like I just think that. But maybe like you know the Colts they lose Michael Pittman. That's or true. they or they don't even want to bring him back. They let him walk. Mm-hmm. They could take one at fifteen. The Jaguars. Jaguars at 17 could absolutely take somebody. Bengals at 18. Bengals could. Again, it depends on the T. Higgins situation. Right. And we're going to see that by the draft. Yep. So, I mean, Could Houston take a receiver at 23? I don't think so. I think they need a little more defensive help. Dallas, probably not 24. Green Bay, probably not 25. Tampa, 26. Mike Evans, it looks like he's leaving. Yeah. And, and you're going to pay big money to Baker, so you want to make sure that's going to be worth it. Arizona probably doesn't at 27. Yeah, because they probably already have They already Marvin have Marvin Harrison Jr. Jr. But so, I mean, there's room where there could be teams that, that take a receiver there. That is a feasible yeah. option that all of a sudden, oh, crap, six guys are gone. And it's to teams that you couldn't trade up with because they were like, no, I'm taking a receiver here. Yeah. What about trading up to the Rams? You think that's too far? That's 19. See, I've, I've been locked in with Pittsburgh on this one. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh at a great 20. One. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a one-pick difference, but Pittsburgh's but then, the one I've been locked what's in What's nice with. about Pittsburgh is you can't really you – you're not going to jump Cincinnati or Jacksonville, I don't unfortunately. Think so. Or even – and obviously Indianapolis at 15. But if you jump up to Pittsburgh, you jump up ahead of Miami, mm-hmm. Houston, Dallas, Tampa, and obviously you're still ahead of Kansas City and Baltimore. Yep. And I'm just looking at the AFC opponents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And – because I also wonder, what does a team like Detroit do? I gotta imagine they go cornerback. Like their, uh, yeah, they their have secondary to. was so bad. They have to. But but at the same time, you never know. They they might want to. Well, get they on were the also action. they were also a team that I mean it, it worked out for like a year. But they took Jameer Gibbs with in the top fifteen last year. They're not. I don't. No, I don't think they're going to go that crazy again. I just I, I look at like them and Baltimore and even San Francisco with Brandon Ayuk leaves. Yeah, apparently Ayuk's a thing. So, like, yeah. he could be traded. Now, all of a sudden, you do have a, a need there because Debo Samuel, especially the way they play him, he's not a guy that is going to be sustainable long-term. And also, someone in that organization has to be honest with themselves about Brock Purdy. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> right. has to be. Yeah. I, I just I, I think it's interesting, though, because like when we started with this, with, with Pete's take on that whole— Loved it. I loved it at first, it. and now that we're dissecting it a little bit, I'm hating it more and more as we go. I think because I'm so scared of the fact of if you trade out and, like like you said, if it, in this scenario you probably trade out if there's six receivers gone, but then you also lose out on probably 
seven and eight as well because Kansas City's going to take one, and then whoever you're trading with might take one as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a weird it's, spot they're it's in, tough. and it's and it's why I love this season, mm-hmm. and it's also why I, it, I'm somewhat optimistic about the Bills. I'm so excited for them to get younger because look, we've tried to win a Super Bowl with this current core. It didn't work. That's okay. Because, again, looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, they were just, uh, they're going to be a more talented team these last few years. They have more Hall of Famers. They had better assistant coaches, Steve Spagnola, compared to, you know, Leslie Frazier for a few years. You know, maybe Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable are a wash, but they had a better defensive coordinator and realistically, at times, better defensive players with Chris Jones, McDuffie the last two years, Legereus Sneed, been very good. Carl Loftus has been a better edge rusher than the two they've had. So, I mean, it, it's tough, but it's it's an honest look at the- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Bills, now you can see them get younger and I think attack certain positions that they have ignored for a few years here. Got to take a quick time out here. Still looking for your calls, 803-0550 if you want to jump in on this conversation and give your Favorite draft idea as we head into Combine Week next week. Zach Jones, Josh Man, hanging out with you for another half hour. You're listening to the X Point Show. This is WGR. For wherever the Bills want to do late in the first round, whether it is beef up wide receiver, whether it is add some big bulk in the middle on the defensive line and a guy like Devondre Sweat or a Byron Murphy from Texas as well if he's, if he's there, I think they're in a good spot to get a guy not just to come in and wear a jersey like Mozzie Smith did for the Cowboys this year, but a good guy that can produce as well. Ryan Fowler of the Draft Network on earlier last week talking a lot of draft prospects but I mean like that's what we're going to be doing for the next few months especially when the combine hits and oh man dude I I'm so excited for the rumor mill to hit I, that's all I care about rumors now. are rumors are fun I, but it's also hard because now I, not to go on a Twitter rant here but mm-hmm. without the knowing what blue tra- blue check marks are real like it's 
you got to be careful because you might be see fun. a rumor that's not actually real. It's going to be fun. Oh. Got to keep your head on a swivel. Man. I follow the um, the NHL rumor bot on Twitter, <laughs> and I know it's fake. But this morning I'm scrolling through and I see Alex Ovechkin announces his retirement, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Took you a second. And then I was like, "Wait, nope. This is a bot. They're making a funny tweet. It's fine." I was, was going to say, "You got to remember, I'm following <laughs> you for the funnies, yeah. not the news." Yeah, exactly. But it, and it'll get you at six in the morning. It, it does, it, especially when you're half awake. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. But but no, the rumor mill is going to be fun. It's, I I can't wait. I still remember when the uh, the Zach Wilson draft when everyone was saying the Patriots were going to draft Zach Wilson because of like that one throw he had where Belichick's like, wow, I really like that. See the thing like, is, like in what, that really monotone level, what I remember from that draft is that we knew way too early who picks one and two were. We yeah. knew Trevor Lawrence was going to the Jags, and we knew the Jets were taking Wilson. Yeah, and the big Mac Jones thing I remember was always the San Francisco 49ers we're going to trade up and go get him. And that well, they, they, they had traded up to go get Mac Jones, and everyone's sitting there going like, what? <laughs> and yeah. then ultimately, I think the day of or maybe the week before, it was like, no, no, it's going to be Trey Lance. Like, that's who they really like. They want to get a guy who's going to be a difference maker. That went well. Yeah, no, I just, I just remember vividly watching a video of that Zach Wilson throw, and then Belichick just being like, huh. I could talk about <laughs> Zach Wilson as a draft prospect for, like, days. That like, one, and then that one picture of him that got posted where it's like a weird, like, bathroom selfie. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and everyone's like, look at this guy. And it's like. Just, he was <laughs> he was scouting drugs because he had all of the weird angle throws that you look for. Yep. Really good tape in his final year. You know, good size, good athleticism, the whole thing. And then, like, the more you dug into it, you're like, oh, he played a really bad schedule. Oh, he, also- did, he did everything off script. And he's a one-year wonder, and you're just sitting there going like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> and but the Jets, I that that is really what I remember from that year so vividly was like they locked themselves in like, "Nope, Zach Wilson's our guy at two, because they botched getting Lawrence because they beat the Rams I think late in the year. Yep. I think it was the Rams, and it was just oh man, like that's that's what I remember is like that draft starting at three, but in reality four because we found out it was gonna be Lance. Either the day of the draft or right before it. Yeah, and it's also like it was funny because everyone was like, "Jets, you know the draft doesn't start for another like month, right?" Like, no, no, yeah. we're taking Zach Wilson. Like you can do your homework. It's you, okay. You can you can wait to tell us that. Like we don't have to know right now. You can. You want? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that? They were the kid <laughs> in high school that did their tests like in an obnoxiously in fast speed, way, and then and see. everyone knew it's like you did not do well. <laughs> like everyone, <laughs> but they think they, they they think they're like yeah. I did it. And this like, is you, mine. You put in a C effort there. Yep. At oh, best. Oh. At best. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Mike in Lancaster on the line. Mike, how are we doing today? Good. How are you guys? Doing very well. Okay. Here's my. I think the Bills should. Uh, I think they should trade down. Uh, I think they should trade down. Get an extra second this round. This this. Uh, this For this draft. Second next year mm-hmm. and a third this year. Okay. All right, I can I can get behind that. I, I've Mike, thanks for the call. We've taken way more calls I thought on people wanting to trade down mm-hmm. than I thought we would. However, there is that forty percent that wants to trade up for trade everything for which for like well, that's, and that's why I wanted to like kind of talk about it. is like we were talking with Jeremy as he as he was leaving. We were taking over of just like yeah, there's a lot of people here. What forty yeah. percent that were willing to like burn everything to the ground to have a Marvin Harrison jersey essentially, and I think that you know I think really the takeaway from that I think Jeremy spot on too is like just how desperate people feel 
to get a wide receiver. But then I was expecting that. A lot of calls for people, like maybe not for Marvin Harrison Jr., but to trade up to make sure they go get Brian Thomas Jr. Or right. trade up maybe in like the top 10 to get a Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors. Instead, it's been a lot of people who are much more in the sense of, no, no, trade back. I love the receiver talent in rounds two and three, which I love. Like I'm like, it's phenomenal. But we look through it too. It's, it's going to be a tough time finding a trade partner because teams that maybe want to trade back into the first round – are Carolina who wants a wide receiver and maybe the Giants who want a quarterback, but not sure. How how realistic would and, and I don't want to get too crazy here because I don't know if there'd be any value in doing this unless a certain wide receiver falls. How crazy would it be if the Bills traded tried to trade up to fourteen with New Orleans if Roma Dunze doesn't get picked by the Bears? Oh man. I because I'm such a Roma Dunze fan. Me too. My big thing when the Bills were like, you know, not doing great and they were at six and six, mine was all roads lead to Rome. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, like let's just go for it. But I just, I, I just don't like, know. I look. I, I, so you're saying he like he falls past the Bears at nine, right? Because that's the only guy I'd be willing to go really aggressive for. Because I like outside of those big three, the the Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, and Roma Dunze, you can get who you want within. 28 to 25. Yeah, you could. Like, and and, th- and that means you don't have to move up at all. You can just stay where you are. I'm now it, like, I'm now looking like who would take Roma Dunze if he's not gone at nine. If he doesn't go to Chicago, I think the Jets at ten probably do something. Maybe because I mean after Garrett Wilson, what do you have? That's an honest question. True. True. Minnesota, no. Denver, maybe. If they keep Judy, probably not. Raiders. But I think they're going to be a team that might get. I I'd be surprised if they pick a thirteen too. I think they're going to be a team that maybe goes for a quarterback. You can't go in with Aiden O'Connell, right? But there's also a chance that maybe they go get Kirk Cousins. And if you get Kirk Cousins, and yep. all of a sudden a Dunze's there, oh, now we have Adams, a Dunze. We're cooking with something here, right? But then you also look at New Orleans, like I, like I said mm-hmm. in this yep. scenario, if you trade up with New Orleans, they don't really need a wide receiver. They need a quarterback. They need defense. They need anything. But wide receiver. I mean, they have Chris Olave. Well, they have Chris Olave. Actually, uh, it's, never, it's, it's the same it's thing. Like, uh, man, like, this oh, is wow. tricky. Because really well, but then Olave. again, you also have to think about it. Like any team that's trading down to twenty-eight. Because in this scenario, you'd probably you would trade the twenty-eighth pick. You would probably. I feel like you'd have to trade maybe next year's second or first. Right. You might be trading this year, next year's first, if you're going all the way from what are we saying? So we're twenty-eight go, to fourteen. Yeah, you might be trading next year's first. You actually, you're probably trading next year's first. But again, if if Adunze is there. That I think has value. I would agree with that. If it's if it's fourteen fifteen range, so like the Saints and the Colts, because then you because then you assure that in that scenario, mm-hmm. if, if Adunze is there at fourteen, mm-hmm. you then assure that the Colts don't get him, the Bengals don't get him, the Jags don't get yep. him, and then everyone else that we've already mentioned with you know Houston, Miami, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Kansas City, like you have. All of that room there to breathe and say, all right, look, we got this guy. They can't get him. They can't get whoever. Because then, again, you're trading with New Orleans in this case, and New Orleans could take a wide receiver at 28 and, you know, mess up somebody's plans to take uh, Brian Thomas Jr. Yeah, and I mean, and for them, it could be just like, hey, we're potentially going to be a bad team next year. Let's load up on like next year and this year's picks, get mm-hmm. really young, the whole thing. The Colts, I don't see doing that because I think the Colts are sitting there going like, man, if we had our rookie quarterback this year, we right. may have won the AFC South. Yeah. So they're not going to be sitting there thinking that. The Saints could be. 
The Saints yeah. could be thinking, you know, our cap still sucks, and we need to get young. We we need to get talented yeah. in a few years. And I they can don't, see that they as well. They do need a quarterback right now, I think. I think the Saints do anyway. I, I don't know if— I mean, who are they even sitting with a quarterback? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. And Jameis Winston. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So— for them, I don't know if it's a, it's kind of like a Patriots situation where it's almost like you don't almost don't want a quarterback right now. You want to get talented and then get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. Again, this is this is a very dependent scenario on a lot of oh, other. They don't even have things. Winston next year. Unrestricted really? free. Well, agent. no, he said he wants to be a Saint for life. I don't know if that's anything. They also got to sign him back. Yeah, I know. I don't know if that means anything to them, but he does want to go back there. But. I mean, if I, if I'm the Saints, I don't want him back. But I just I just wonder because that's it's it's very dependent on what the Bears do, mm-hmm. but it's also dependent on a lot of other things in the third round or first round if you're getting that high. Because if you're at the Bills pick at 28, there's nothing really going on. You're you're just kind of waiting and seeing, you know, yeah. what happens between nine and 20. Yeah. Uh, but like that's the thing is like we're, we're hearing more from people that are saying that only five, maybe six wide receivers go in round one, and that there's a really good chance that between picks ten to twenty eight, yeah, no receivers are being taken, and that the Bills could be the next team to take one. It's just it, there is so much, there's so many different paths this draft class could go because like like a Dunze could fall. For the sheer fact, I mean, I don't think he will. I think teams do value him as, A, he's going to be an ex-receiver, like, this year. And so I cannot imagine him falling. But it could be one of those scenarios where they where people sit there and go, I'd rather have the best edge rusher in this class and go get the fifth, sixth best wide receiver who, in value sense, is, like, the third best pass rusher. Right. Like, how many teams are willing to throw their value chart out the window when they see this guy mm-hmm. fall to them? You know? Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. I like that, and again, like this is where like I do want to see like the rumor mill come out of the combine, which is where you, this is going to be the first time you're seeing all these new staffs and the old ones all together in the same spot. They're all talking. They're all trying to kind of like get an idea of where everyone's at. Some trades are going to kind of formulate here as well, or, or at least the you know the foundations of a future trade. And there could come out of this the rumor that hey, you know. Teams are kind of expecting only a few receivers to go in the first round. They expect teams to wait to the second, third, fourth round because they know the talent's good. Now, all of a sudden, the idea of, okay, sitting at 28 is not too bad because we could just get, like, the fourth best receiver off the board, you know, whoever their fourth best receiver is, or if they want to, can go get their maybe second best edge or uh, tackle and then the second round go get, you know, maybe eighth, ninth best wide receiver, which... Again, you don't even have a bad quarterback. Like, that's a, a key part of this, too. You're not putting a wide receiver in a bad situation that they can maybe never flourish. Why did Puka Nakua break out? Yes, he's talented, but he was in a great situation. He took over for a team that was dealing with a Cooper Cup injury early on, and he was dealing with a head coach who knew exactly how to use him. That could be an offense coordinator knowing exactly how to use a player. And Puka Nakua broke out, and then, you know, once they saw how good he was, there was no way he was going to leave the field. This team could be in the same spot where, let's say they go get Malachi Corley in the third round. On a team like Carolina, maybe Corley doesn't break out because Bryce Young's his quarterback. And it's just not looking, it like just nothing works there. But if the Bills go get Corley, 
he can play outside, he can play a little slot, but maybe Brady knows exactly how to use him, and all of a sudden he pops a little bit more. That's where I think you're going to get, that's why I think you get hits in these later rounds, is you have teams that just know how to use these guys and have a quarterback position, quarterback position that can get you there. Now there are, of course, talents like Stephon Diggs, and maybe even Puka Nakua is that as well. We'll have to wait and see if, as the years go on that they're just flat talented. They're just going to get on the field. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is because I think when Diggs broke out as a fifth is a fifth round pick, Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback, and they did not throw much at all. And then you know for Puka Nakua, it's Stafford, much better quarterback situation, but still not as good as the Bills. Yeah, still not you know Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Jackson, maybe even Jackson as well. He throw yeah. in there. But I, I think that's where it's also you have to – like if – that's where we have to remind ourselves if the Bills don't take a wide receiver in the first round, it might not be a bad thing because of the fact that you could take a second or third round guy and make him look like a first round talent because of your system, because of your quarterback. And because of how deep this class is. He's yeah. a talented player. He's likely right. going to be a very talented player. Yeah, because you could look at pretty much the top 15 wide receivers and say, yeah, any one of those guys mm-hmm. could go top five like could be a top five receiver yep. in any other class, but the fact that you have Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, and you could even throw Brian Thomas Jr. Mm-hmm. and Troy Franklin in there, those guys are you can't pass them. Yeah, like that's, and then I think the other big key here is that you have an opening. They're not really sitting behind anybody, right? They're going to sit behind. Let's throw it out there: a one-year deal for Darnell Mooney, not a chance. And a second he, round pick likely if he's if he's performing well, yeah, right away is ahead of him. You, they're going to have opportunities, first, second, even third round I mean, rookie Khalil, will have clear cut opportunities. Sure, he's not a rookie, but Khalil Shakir played ahead of both of their free agent signings this year. By the end of the year, yeah, by the end of the year, and he had a atrocious camp. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, we took a call earlier in the day that was kind of worried about rookies, but I think that's why I'm so confident that even if they go in the second round, we're going to see that guy. They have an opening and. They need talent. Going to take a quick time out here, and we'll wrap up the show when we come back. So we get you ready for Sabres Live. The Sabres are in Montreal tonight to take on the Canadians pregame at 6 for a 7 o'clock puck drop. We'll be right back. You're listening to the X-Point Show here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Quick final segment here before we hand things off to Sabres Live. We'll get going at the top of the hour. The Sabres are in Montreal tonight. They take on the Canadians, and then on Friday, they'll be in Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. Should be two winnable games. They'll probably win one. I want to be positive. Way to be positive. I want to be positive, but why should (laughs) I is the question. I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough. It is. It's like... Yesterday, it's like the five stages of grief. Yesterday was my like, what what is it, anger or rage? I don't know if they call it rage, mm-hmm. but like the the denial. That's what it is. Yep. That's not what I was in yesterday, but I was just more in the anger section. It's fair. For a while, I was in denial. Then I was in anger. Now I'm just kind of in. I've skipped over depression because it's probably good. That's where we're all at, and I'm just at acceptance at this point. 
So I think it's the thing is it, it I think it's okay to kind of be okay with the fact that like this season is a wash. Right. When, and, when they lost to Anaheim, like me and uh, our own Brayton Wilson, who's over at WBEN and fills in here on GR as well, but like we were both kind of like, you lost to Anaheim. It, it, the season's done. Right. It'll be nice if Jack Quinn comes back in like two or three weeks, mm-hmm. get own power back as well, see the young guys continue to develop or hope to continue to develop. But like this season's a wash. Go to next year. I, I even say for the trade deadline, like if you make any deals, it should be for next year. Right. It should not be for we're gonna you know make we're a gonna push. make a push here. Like no, you're not. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> gotta be. It's gotta be with forward thinking for next season. Yeah. And I, I really think there's a lot of not a lot, but I think there's a good amount of moves out there that the Sabers can make given the prospects they have. Because mm-hmm. with the move with that sort of move in mind, the move for the future, you'd be trading for a guy that would have impact next season, not yeah. for a prospect. It's it's a different kind of mm-hmm. future mindset where I think personally I think they should sign Casey Middlestat, trade a couple of the prospects for a top four defensemen. Yep. And go and then, from there. Rasmus and then, Anderson. And then is, add maybe a forward in free agency, a forward or two in free agency yeah. to hopefully just make sure that a Jack Quinn injury does not kill your offense. Right. Any any time that I'm on between now and the trade deadline, mm-hmm. Rasmus Anderson will be the only player I talk about trading for unless they trade for someone else there we go do want to remind you before we get out of here that we took a number of calls today and that was us getting connected to our fans it's brought to you by northtown kia western new york's number one kia dealer shop online at northtownkia.com and of course you have been listening to the northtown automotive extra point show that is brought to you by northtown automotive whatever you're looking for you'll find it at northtown shop online at northtownauto.com that's gonna do it for me and josh this week sal and joe will be back tomorrow and coming up after a quick timeout, Sabres Live as we get ready for Sabres and Canadians later tonight. Pre-game starting at 6 for Puck Drop at 7. You're listening to WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.